protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse. James. Team Rocket, bless up at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Yeah. That I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Meowth. In New York, people drink coffee and eat tuna. I don't know about you, Twipes, but I like this Meowth fella. He seems like a good kitty cat, you know? Forget about it. New York, give me photos of Spider-Man. Hey, I'm walking here. So, Meowth is a cat. For most of my life, I was much more of a dog person. When my family eventually got cats, I did come to understand their charm a little better. They can be affectionate and cute, but they aren't unconditionally loyal and loving like dogs. Cats can be hilariously cruel or disinterested, and when they do accept you, it has a certain specialness to it. Meowth's Pokedex entries and general characterization reflect this. It's haughty and full of itself. It scratches and it can be a nuisance, but it's a big old cutie pie nonetheless. Meowth also really likes coins. It has an ancient Japanese coin right there on its head, and Pokedex entries talk about it obsessively collecting shiny objects. This association is a reference to the Make Neko. If you've ever been in a shop or restaurant with any kind of vaguely Asian theme, you'll have seen the little chubby model cat with the waving paw. I recently had the good fortune to visit Gotokuji Temple in Tokyo. The origin of this myth. I see literal thousands of Makanekos littering the shrines and shelves. So the myth goes, the daimyo Ii-Naotoka went out hunting in a storm, but was lured inside by his cat beckoning with its paw. Just as he went indoors, the spot where he had been standing was struck by lightning. Thanks to this, the waving cat has become a symbol of good fortune and wealth, and one of the most popular good luck charms in the world. Meowth has a big ancient coin on its head, and its evolution has a gem. In the beta versions of Gold and Silver, we saw a pre-evolution with cute little coins and even more of a resemblance to Manakineko. Meowth is up there as one of the most iconic of the original 151 Pokemon thanks in no small part to the anime. Here he was a member of Team Rocket. He walked and talked, made snide remarks and was generally very amusing. He learned human speech to impress a lady Meowth, but after she rejected him as a monster he became bitter and villainous. He's actually something of a deep character and genuinely pretty funny. 
Number one superfan of the show, Andrew Rice, got in touch about this aspect of Meowth. I'll apologise in advance if he sounds a bit off this week. He's caught that disease that's going around. You know the one. Brexit. Hi, Luke Loves Pokemon. It's me, Andrew, here today to talk to you about Meowth. Meowth's a respectable lad, and he's the only one who seems to be bothered to fit in with the rest of us over here. So many Pokemon come over here, just keep talking in their own tongue. Oddish, oddish. Nah, that's not acceptable. Meowth bothered to learn the language. At least he's trying to integrate with society. Yeah, good lad. Sure, maybe he's a bit of a criminal, but better a criminal than someone who doesn't speak English. In Japan, Meowth is known as Nyans. Nian is the Japanese onomatopoeia for a cat sound. The big difference in the anime is the voice acting. Obviously it doesn't have that faux New York gangster sound. Instead it actually sounds quite a lot like a talking cat. Worth checking out if you can. I hear lots of it when Pokemon movies are playing in the lobby for the kids at work. And I'm very busy with paperwork, but I might accidentally catch a little bit of the movie when I look up. Meowth evolves into Persian. Persian leans even further into the beautiful but mean cat characterization. It slinks around with perfect fur and a lazy demeanor, and sometimes it will scratch you with claws like a panther. In the most recent games, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, riding on Persian is possible. I can't imagine my cats letting me climb on their backs and use them as steeds, even if they were Persian size. In Pokemon Sun and Moon we met Alolan Meowth, with a darker colour scheme and dark typing. It actually feels closer to the anime portrayal than the traditional Kanto Meowth. Much more interesting is Alolan Persian, which keeps Meowth's chubby features and is actually a reference to cute blue British cats as bred by rich people. Deliberately reared trophy animals are weird and problematic and kind of gross if you think about it, which Alolan Persian captures pretty well. Don't buy pugs, people. Composer for this show, Jonathan Cromie, got in touch. I prefer the original Meowth line. Meowth itself looks eager for coins, while Persian looks chilled without having a stupid round face. I would still definitely squish a lowland Persian's chubby cheeks, though. I think he captures Meowth pretty well there. It is, at the end of the day, pretty much just a cat. But that's no bad thing. Whether you're a cat person or a dog person, you can't deny that cats are cute and kind of funny. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you've enjoyed the show, please do give it a 5-star rating and review on iTunes. Tell your Pokemon-loving friends. We're on Twitter and Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN, or you can email the show at LukeLovesPKMN at gmail.com. Please do get in touch if you have anything to say about the next couple of Pokemon we'll be covering, Psyduck and Mankey. I love Meowth. And remember, I love you too.
Hello folks, Luke here. So I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the new Fantastic Beasts movie which I saw last night. Uh, if that's not of any interest to you, feel free to skip to the end, there's not really any more Pokemon chat. But I think it taps into the same brand of 90s nostalgia, and really it's the only other game in town if you like seeing a bloke travel the world collecting monsters. Uh, first things first, I think it under-delivered on the actual Fantastic Beasts elements. It got far too into the sort of Wizarding Wars, all of that sort of thing. Which, you know, the Harry Potter fan part of me enjoyed, but the part of me that just likes seeing magical monsters on screen was a little disappointed. Uh, the magical monsters we did see were handled pretty well. Uh, I think generally the effects were a lot better than in the first Fantastic Beasts movie, but there are still a few of the monsters that just didn't feel like they had any real bone structure or movement to them. They just didn't look like real animals. They looked too vague and floaty and liquidy. Um, and this effects company is the same one that's doing the Detective Pikachu Pokemon, I think. Um, but the monsters in that trailer looked a lot better, which I think probably owes to the fact that these designs have had years of attention and animation and development from Game Freak. So they all they already have a way that they move and a way that they can feel alive in the world. That said, the monsters which were returning from the previous Fantastic Beasts movie did look really good. I did a couple of the new ones. Most excitingly, there was a Kappa in there. I'll be talking more about Kappas next week. Uh, overall, as a movie, yeah, it's enjoyable. If you want to see some monsters on screen, it's probably worth checking out. Still very uncomfortable about the fact that it has Johnny Depp in such a prominent role. Um, although no one cares about that here in Japan because Johnny Depp is still absolutely beloved. But um, yeah, I'm always happy to go back to Hogwarts to see some more of the Wizarding World. And no doubt, I will be turning up for the next one. But you know, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism.